Welcome to the Counter Press Podcast. I'm your host, Kirk Kinsey, and with me tonight is Josh Cacho. Josh, 2-1 loss to the Galaxy. Feels like we've been here before. How you doing? I mean, we actually have been here before, considering this is where this podcast started, right? It was after after oh, yeah. a, a rough Galaxy loss. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, so, I mean, again, these... Unfortunately, right, this this is something that we've experienced in the past, but at the same time... Um, you know, I, this one, this one feels like it hurts a little bit more than most, obviously, I think just because, um, you know, I think the game was there to be had and they definitely didn't play up the expectation. But then again, when I really think about it, this is basically par for the course, right? From what we've seen in, in these El Trafico games, especially away at Carson. Yeah. Um, Man, there's something about having to watch Carson supporters finally show up and finally celebrate something, and it's always against LAFC that just really pisses you off, right? Uh, but that team, that team has LAFC's number, dude. They just do. Like, I'm sorry if you don't want to hear that on the LAFC side, but um, still haven't won at, away at Carson. And so many games where it's just a, a disaster that there's always some kind of like fiasco that goes their way, right? Um, so LAFC lose two to one. They give up again in classic fashion. They give up an early goal. Chicharito gets gets free. Mamadou Fall loses him. Um, Diego Palacios doesn't pick him up. I think it's more on Fall than it is on, on Palacios. Fall's got to have better awareness of what's going on behind him. Cross comes in from in front of Hollingshead. Hollingshead puts in a late challenge on it. Um, again, you all know my feelings on left-footed right backs and playing them out of position. And they go up one one nothing early, and then they get another goal off of a corner. I, I think it's a corner, kind of like a reshuffled corner, if I remember correctly. And a ball kind of goes in. Mario does like the funky chicken dance trying to <laughs> trying to clear it out and nobody marks the back post runner again and they go at galaxy have a lead two nil going into halftime josh what do you think about that i mean so with that first goal i think the first one is the one where i feel like it's a little bit more earned than of the two that we gave up um because chicharito does make a nice move moving towards that back post um, mm-hmm. it, it is it is a place it is a, a place of vulnerability that we've seen in behind fall. Um, you know, for whatever reason, like I said, either either cheat people are realizing that, like I said, cheeky doesn't track that runner in behind that well, or maybe the same thing from fall. Right? I don't know. We the, yeah. we've seen that that attack that goes from the our defensive right side attack across, you know, across the face of goal to finish on that back post fairly regularly. Um, and again, I think we gave up a similar, we've given up similar goals this year um, to that same attack. So, um, but like I said, Chicharito does make a nice move to kind of basically put, put fall on a spin cycle there. Like you see him make that yeah. an inside to out, inside to outrun and then finish back post, you know, and, and it's a good finish. Um, the second one is one that, again, I think there's failures of multiple levels with that one because there's an, a moment where they should, a couple moments where they should have already cleared that ball out 
and fail to do so. And then again, that like we're talking about, like there's, there's always that what, for whatever it like that catastrophic kind of, what are you doing moment that we expect to see in these matches, especially Carson away um, where Mario with, with an, op- with an opportunity to clear that one out, you know, kind of does this hesitation that kind of puts Kerpo in a bad situation. And next thing you know, um, cool. Bobby's cool. Bobby's there to finish that one, put that yeah. one away. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, again, I mean, it's tough. It is. It is tough. It's a tough, uh, it's a tough match. And again, it's, it's, um, because it fits the, uh, like the the trend so well, I feel like it's more frustrating. Yeah, where it's so many bizarre goals that you give up in that in in that arena, right? Uh, in that stadium, and you have such a difficult time. And all you want is to see um, is to see the supporters shushed, basically, right? And you and you get that. Right at the end of the match with uh, the non-goal from Latif Blessing. We'll talk more about that in a second. But you get it, right? You get this moment of, okay, we we drew even. We ruined the party at least. Uh, and then it's overturned by VAR. And it's another soul-crushing moment. The, the crowd explodes again. And here we are. Uh, a few things to talk about from this one uh, to, in terms of like, Major major occurrences in the in the match. Brian Rodriguez goes down early with a hamstring injury, um, which forces uh, Tajiri Shradi onto the field. Josh, what did you, did you pick up on anything after the match about about that injury? I haven't seen anything further. Obviously, watching it in real time, and that uh, you again, he seemed visually frustrated, but again, walked off under his own power. So. You know, your your thinking is probably somewhere in that grade one to two, you know, grade one, you know, one one and a half range. So, I would expect him to probably be out for the next two to three weeks again. Which is like, these injuries, especially right, like you said, during this during a time like this, where with a new team, with a new coach, where you where the organization is probably what costs you a little bit there in some of these mm-hmm. moments. Just like again, just not being as clinical as as you probably could be um puts this team in a weird spot um again doesn't it, it's nothing they can't recover from they have the depth to be able to withstand it but at the same time just because you have the depth doesn't mean you want to always have to rely on it um, yeah. at the same time and given the weird contract situation with carlos fella again it continues to put this team in, in kind of a weird conundrum there yeah uh... You definitely, man, it is that injury. I feel like definitely does set the tone early. It's kind of this, oh no, here we go again type of moment. And it's, you know, within two minutes, we're giving up a goal. Um, And at this point, I do wonder if there's something psychological about this match in specific, and especially playing there in Carson. Is it, is there something going on with this team? And uh, during the live stream, thank you to everybody who joined the live stream, by the way. I guess the, the virtual watch party, I don't know if it's technically a live stream <laughs> in this case, but um, 
we we talked a lot about that. You know, what is it? What is it about? Even after a big roster turnover, what is it about this team where this still this still happens? And this is a team that they've dispatched really well. In you know, before a six two loss, a five three loss. Um, so what is it, what is it about going to that stadium and collapsing? That I don't I don't understand. Is it is it really just fans? in like the 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 galaxy fans is that really it is it the environment that gets to them i i don't know it's it's kind of crazy to me to be fair right when we look at when we look at who who made the mistakes in this particular game you know again i i can't say that it was too many of the guys who are our new guys that that were at fault right for this loss but i think um yeah, did either any of them play particularly well, right? I think Hollingshead is put in a bad spot. They're having to play opposite in in the opposite of his normal spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, again, I think Kerpo generally played as well as one can. Yeah, again, yeah. he's put in a couple bad situations there. Like, I mean, there was a couple times when in in the buildup that were you know we're you know we were all kind of like, man, it is it is nice to see someone you know. He, just someone calm, cool, and collected on the ball who can make a decision, distribute very well, you mm-hmm. know. And then obviously, in some of these fifty-fifty situations, you know, is is being decisive. Um, and then Acosta, Acosta played okay. I, I didn't think he was particularly great, but I think there were enough yeah. moments, especially towards the in the second half, where I could see um, him. He and Carlos Vela starting to. To, you know, to have some interchange and he plays a through ball, I think to Latif towards the end of the game. It was right after you had, you, you dipped out of the, out of the, um, out of the stream where again, it's, it's, it's the ball that we've been waiting for a very long time from our, from our, um, from our eight, right. To be able to be delivered. Yeah. It's just yeah. a nice slip pass to Latif who, who hits another, you know, who, who continues to who play, plays well, right. In, in this game, in, in the time he's on the field, um, but yeah, so I mean, the the guys that didn't play well ultimately in, in this one, right? That you that you ex- you needed to and expected to show up, um, you know, Mario again didn't cover himself in glory. Cheeky didn't cover himself in glory. Carlos Vela, mm-hmm. you know, with seventeen offside offside penalties or offside <laughs> mistake, <laughs> what not penalties, but yeah. you know, he was whistled for offside several times there, and then has the one go off off the off the post there, and you know, in an attempt to bend that one around Bond. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you know, again, it's it is kind of the same that same group from you know from Bob that didn't show up. You know, again, as opposed to this new generation, you know, I think I actually think um, Toronto put this team in a position to succeed. And then like when Rodriguez goes down, they kind of all, again, like I said, they came out flat. They, they didn't combine well, Um, you know, and again, I think that, that, you know, we didn't, while there's a lot of new faces, it doesn't make up, you know, it's not more than 50% of the, of the new, of the starting lineup. Right. At that point, yeah, no, that I mean that's true. You, it's a, it's a lot, it's a lot of the same uh, faces. And today, I really thought that it was kind of a return to the old t- 
tactics, not again, we've we've talked about it before that it's not even that much different. And your fullbacks are sitting deeper and providing some some more stability, some more width, uh, a little bit deeper on the field. But man, every time, every time a game like this happens, I just shake my head and wonder when is this midfield finally going to figure it out? Because the the midfield the first 65 minutes until Latif came on, who is somebody that we've been very critical of and we've spotlighted as, as a bit of a problem as it's a bit of the same problem that I'm about to describe anyway. Um, until he came on this, the team struggled so much to do anything on the ball. And man, I just don't, I, I, I don't get it. I don't yeah. get the reliance on this, half-hearted defensive midfield. Um, and I say half-hearted because Ilya is not, he's not a good defender. And again, we already know that Atuesta wasn't a great defender either. Um, yet we put them behind these two pressing midfielders and just assume that that's going to be enough. Uh, and especially with the, with the fullback sitting deeper and not, and not providing any kind of support. It's, it's, it's a struggle fest. And one of the things that I hadn't seen in a while that I saw a lot today was balls from defenders straight to the wingers as the wingers are coming back. So they're coming back towards our defensive line and a ball will come in through the lines. That's just pretty good. And then our forwards are kind of stuck as they're closed down. So there's no, and then there's nobody to bounce a pass off of either left or right into the midfielder or, or out wide. So, it, we're back to this thing where, yeah, we find the feet of the forwards, but we're too far from goal for them to turn and have a go at it. And we're also not supporting them with any sort of width or overload down the flanks. So it that for me is just, it's going to continue to be a problem. Again, this is another thing I said on the, on the live stream, but in a lot of ways, I, I kind of, it reminds me a lot of the faux 4-3-3 possession game model that that Greg Berhalter employs where you just think where, who is going to get the ball to the forwards in an advantageous position or is it really just get the ball to the forwards and see what happens in transition because that's that's what it felt like tonight I mean, and in, to be very in transition they look dangerous right that that's where they created their moments like you and with yeah. Carlos trying to you know again there's a couple of them were a bit questionable, right? Like where it's like I don't I don't know how you give that how you give that offside again. Maybe it's the angle. Maybe on the it's something free, we don't on the see. free kick. Yeah, that's that. I'm looking at that again after the match and knowing that like the AR put their flag in the air on, on that one. It's like I, that is super super close. So yeah, like. It's it's a matter. It's like and especially it's on those ones where it's like why don't why do you not let the why do you aren't you supposed to let that play out and then let the you know and, and let the the video review sort that out right in right. those particular right. ones like that yep. that has been a point of emphasis in 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 world soccer not just major league soccer um, you yeah. know to to let the you know again sometimes frustratingly so to the defenders but um, you know again it when you when you look at how they, we created chances there, um, it wasn't like I said until until 
the Galaxy were kind of on their back foot trying to hang on to the game there where you really yeah. saw the you know like one thing I did see that we used to never we haven't seen for forever if at all was um Acosta picks up a ball from Ilya and normally right in this moment we see this one touch fired fired pat fired pass mm-hmm. from the midfield to the feet you know again like you were saying to the yeah. feet of the defender with with not because because of the the distance at which it occurs there's no depth there's no real nothing that can really happen there if you if the guy doesn't hold it up right but you see Acosta take up that available space uh-huh. right takes two or three uh, dribbles forward then find I think then you have an inner mix of like Chicho and Ravella to kind of play there, play a one two. Then then it then you see some creation there. You know where you where they kind of hit the the forwards out wide and or that mid that center forward dropping in. Um, then you see that movement occur again, but you just don't see that with regularity, right? Like I said, yeah. it, it seems like in in the first half of this game, and to be fair, almost every game that we've been in. It's been this grind out, this grind out transition game, right? In a fourth, it's a four three three transition game for three quarters of the game, and then it, once you've worn the team down, then you can kind of get into this flow possession style again. And maybe, maybe that's that's a shift from from Bob to Trundle, But I again, I I start wondering again, is this what? JT has envisioned in terms of the build-up because again you just don't see a comp a, a regularly competent build-up. You see it in moments, you see it in flashes. Mm-hmm. There's guys that potentially can do it, but just not with regularity compared, you know, with, with as much regularity as you would like. Yeah, it's I I don't know what else to say about it at this point, Josh. Because we've talked about. The, the the changes to the you know the tactical changes that have been made and how they've helped LAFC uh, obviously they don't help in this match um, people are going to point to the XG and I will just say to that the jury's out on whether there's on whether this team is going to be okay like if they're actually going to eventually match their their XG or if it's always just going to be a problem. So tonight, uh, 2.58 expected goals from LAFC and 1.12 from Galaxy. So people are going to point to that as, oh, well, we're good, right? Greg Berhalter can point to a 2-0 loss to Canada and say, well, no, we, we controlled the ball. We in you know, LAFC had fifty seven percent of the of the possession, so don't be don't be fooled into thinking we had possession and we out XG'd that team, so we're fine. Because the problems that you saw tonight are problems that you and I have highlighted already this year. We highlighted all last year, and uh, even when Joe was on the show too, he was he was very very skeptical about what was happening at LAFC. And I want to I want to say right now, we're not saying the season's over. We're not saying this team is done for. It's it's far from that. This in in the grand scheme of the season, this is simply one loss, and everybody's going to be a bit more negative on it because it's Galaxy, uh, and everybody's emotions are so wrapped up in this match. But when you, when you 
look at this match in the context of last year, it is bothersome. Um, I saw somebody somebody tweeted at us. I, th- I think it was Steely Zidane that there were thirty four crosses crosses in this game. Josh, yeah, uh, that is mind blowing to me. Thirty four crosses to who? Who are you crossing the ball into? So this is this is where I have a lot of questions on. All right, sure, we're creating XG because we're whipping in crosses that people are getting on the end of. But who who is it that's finishing these off? Opoku, Carlos Vela, the false nine. Like who who is supposed to be finishing off all these crosses? And you go back to if we're playing that that style where we're going to whip in all these crosses, you got to have somebody who is an aerial threat and you got to have somebody who is very, very good at finishing off of crosses. And we go back to that same discussion that we've been having for years. Yeah. And, and again, sometimes you have to look, I think sometimes when you look at those numbers, you like, I remember having this conversation with the guys from American soccer analysis before, right? Because their whole thing was, it's like, you know, like if you basically, if you cross, you're not creating. Right. 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 Like, um, but then, then you look at outlier teams, right? In in world soccer, what? And again, I'm gonna get killed again because this here comes before <laughs> tomorrow, right? Where if you have, if you take, if you have the fullbacks to do it, right? The type of cross, whether it's that if if you're hitting that low burner, which is the do you do you consider yeah, a yeah. Lo- a looping cross with, with a prayer, the same as a, a cross that comes in. You know, that's, you know, like a Trent Alexander-Arnold cross that's a lot different where, where it's kind of just, it's not really up in the air, right? It's about yeah, chest yeah. high that ends up on the end of someone's foot, mm-hmm. right? Again, all this to say that we're not really doing that anyways, right? So you can't, you can't even defend it using that excuse because we're not, you know, who's sending in, who's sending in all, I mean, I'm trying to figure out who's actually making those crosses because it's not like last year where we had, you know Edwards and and um, and Kim Moon Wan and whoever else was that right back yeah, just yeah. lobbing think lobbing it up for Chicho whoever was in at the time like I you don't see the fullbacks pushing up high so that's where it's like is it was it I mean the, I think a lot of them are coming in? from Palacios actually Palacios is is the one to get forward and he's sending him in from that left side yeah um, and again if, but he's if he's not giving you that that service right like. You know, Jordan Harvey would do that at time too, but again, you'd never, I don't know. I felt like the decision-making from Harvey was just so much better. And, you know, this is the thing about this game, right? Is ultimately, I I felt like heading into this season, like there's question marks re- given the, also the the roster build, right? Who they bought, brought in this year, whose jobs were on the line. Guys who, who we felt were in trouble losing their jobs did not necessarily do themselves any favors in this particular match, right? In a in a big moment game where we're like, okay, we've been we've been thinking like it the first one was Escobar, right? Was or Escobar coming in for Moon. Yeah. You know, that one was kind of settled before the season started. Um mm-hmm. the the other one was this Hollingshead come in over you know, over um Cheeky. And when Hollingshead has been on the left, that's when we've been at our best. Yep. Right, like he, he like you said, the the 
the service that he provides, I think he's the one that provides kind of that when he does cross in, it's it's kind of that that low curler across the face, right? Something, you know, some almost similar to what you get you got from Arango on the Rodriguez goal. Yeah. Right? That that's yeah. probably the, the the type of cross that you want to see. Cheekies is more like again, throwing it up there and, and praying someone gets on the end of it. Yeah. Which again, like well, and the other thing with Holling said too is like we've highlighted, he's going to step into the midfield and make sure that the that the midfield is overloaded, right? So mm-hmm. you step into the midfield, have a numerical advantage, use that to free somebody in the midfield up, and then create from that position, that advanced position, where when he's on the right, he's still stepping in, still stepping into midfield, but there's, uh, it, it's just it's not. It's not the same. He's not a threat to come out wide as like he is on the left, right? So it's just, man, I to me, that's a big problem. I don't think it's a coincidence that both goals come from Galaxy's left wing. Uh, even though Hollingshead isn't there on the second one, like he's, you know, it's kind of like the set piece. It's Vela that doesn't step out. Um, who is it, Granzier, that that plays that cross in, that ball in for I believe so. Kulabali. Yeah. It's it's Vela that doesn't step out to him, and it's it's Hollingshead late to the cross from uh, on Chicharito's goal. But to me, it's not a coincidence that that's where the attack is coming from. Is in front of your left back who's deputizing. Yeah. So, well, and and again, I think the fun, the interesting thing is okay. So we we know it shuts down our attack to a certain degree on the right side because again, with that inverted flowback, you just don't get the same type of the options are limited, right? Yeah. The interesting thing is on the left side where you do have a left-footed left-back, you you still don't get that combination play. Yeah, right? I because, mean, Palacios has not been good. Well, because he doesn't really combine, so, right? So that's, yeah. this is the thing, like, in my head trying to replay what I what you kind of see from Palacios and, and, and where he pops up in those moments. One thing that you see Hollingshead do and it, and Betashore and Harvey did this really well, right? It's like their their advancement down the line is not in a direct B line, right? Immediately. Yeah. So what you'll see them do is they'll pick up they what those guys would do and what Hongshead does on the right hand side again, unfortunately without the ability to now overlap more effectively. Mm-hmm. But they'll advance they're they're the ones who are going to advance the ball into the midfield a little bit more, right? So you yeah. see them pick it up. Then they wait. They're patient enough to let the forward come back to them, or the midfielder to create your your um, your passing triangle. Mm-hmm. And then when it, when they play the midfielder, or the midfielder plays the plays the forward, that's when the overlap occurs. Do you see the the that positioning from Cheeky most of the time? I feel like no. he 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 just doesn't combine around the left side. You just see him kind of like. Like I never see him involved in the buildup along the left, yeah. Right, you know, and the way that you you do see Hollingshead do it on the right hand side, even though it's on his weak foot, right? Like you see him come short. It's a it's a it's a pass play, and again, unfortunately, like you, he's just not dangerous down the down the wing, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you at least see that build up there. You don't even get that at all, right? You yeah. get you you get the the cross at the end from him. But usually, it's like it's a it's a ball that Vela has to play over the top to him after Vela's or or whoever the left wing is has to have to drop so deep to pick up the ball because there's no combination there, right? Yeah. 
Now we're at midfield. Then you play an over, you know, like I said, a longer ball over the top. And then he's throwing and crosses two guys who are running half the field to get on, right. get down the end to, as opposed to, like I said, a, a more combination play that would set up, like I said, a low, a low cr- fizz cross, a, a, a fizz cross, a low fizz cross across the face of goal. Yeah. So let me, let me explain to everybody why, why that combination play is important, right? So you have the ball in your defensive third or in the middle third, and think about how 4-4-2 matches up against a 4-3-3. So if we have the ball, we are in a line of four, one defensive midfielder, uh, an internal line of two attacking mids above that, and then three forwards in a line above them. And so when you think about the 4-4-2, you have four across the back matching up with the forwards. You have four through the middle, basically two marking your attacking midfielders and then two out wide that are not marking anybody at the beginning. And then you have two strikers who are flanking your defensive mid and are kind of like playing up against the the center backs, right? So when you're building out of possession or when you're building out of your own half or whatever, your fullbacks have to engage those wingers. They have to, because otherwise you're looking at your team having six against eight. Like you can get the ball past their two forwards just fine, but your forward or your fullback or somebody has to draw more pressure either from the midfield or from their wingers. So you can start to mess with the numbers, right? So you can have your fullbacks come into the midfield or come wide, and then you can kind of match them. So with two fullbacks flanking your midfield, that's that's five plus three more would be eight on eight, right? So now it's now it's even numbers. But you have to combine with people like you're saying. You have to get your fullbacks to push in uh, or at least push higher and, and combine with the midfield. That midfield trio is surrounded only by two midfielders, two central midfielders, right? So if they can combine the ball, if they can combine together and go three on two and draw the opposing wingers in to come help try and win the ball. Now you're creating space out wide and then you can attack, right? But you have to pull them apart somehow. And the only way to do that is to put the ball into the middle and circulate it. And we just don't ever do that. It is all play the ball to the feet of the, of the strikers, the, the forwards and see what happens. Right. And I get, again, if it's simply advance the ball as far as possible and and Barnsley ball it, counter press and then send a ball into the box, okay, I get it. We're going full analytics, full just lump it up there and see who can finish, but you're still missing a striker who can capitalize on those those chances that you're creating. So when I look at LAFC and how they proclaim they want to play and how they take the field every week, I'm just can I'm a bit confused at what they're trying to do because I it seems like there's a disconnect there. And of course it's hard to break down a 442, especially a disciplined one, but you gotta at least you gotta do something more. You gotta try. You you cannot wait till minute 72 or however long it was before you make your first sub. Uh, you gotta try and pull it apart a little bit more effectively than that. Well, and again, it, this was not a master class that the Galaxy put on defensively no, either, no. right? Like we, they, they, they were there 
to be taken advantage of, right? When you look at the way that they set up the players that they had in, right? Like it was just a, a matter of like, I f- you feel like they that LAFC doesn't have the patience in these moments to stick to their guns. Yep. Right. Is that is, is that probably fair to say where it's like? Well, so let me real quick though. I don't know that they want to play patient. I'm, I'm like screaming at them to just hold the ball just a little bit longer to create those chances. But I think it's part of it. They just want to, they just want to go fast. It's like we, during the, during the live stream, I was like, they just, why, why is everything just being forced so quickly? Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. And I mean, I get it. I think there's, you, there has to be a shift in mentality. If you, when you're playing against a team that doesn't want the ball, Right, and in yes. the, in in this yes. in this game, as much as we didn't want it, I mean, like that was my prediction heading into the match in our last episode was that that the gal that we were going to the galaxy were feeling confident from an offense perspective, and we were going to allow them to take the ball and then you know and and mm-hmm. and be patient, which was the exact opposite of what we did in this match. Yeah. Where, where they the galaxy did did exactly that right they they were the ones who were patient and then when we were pulled out of position then they hit chicharito on you know and he was you know again there's a couple of ones that he didn't fin- he didn't finish on but was causing a ton of problems running up and down you know our def- our defensive left hand side when when cheeky would vacate that space because again you're not doing enough to 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 manipulate what they're doing, right? Like the way yeah. that we're playing does not does not stress the defense out in any way. No, right? And like I said, and sometimes it's just that little bit of patience. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go and use a weird football reference um, that I'm not sure you were expecting here, but if, if anyone's ever watched Air Force run the old triple option, right? And again, mm-hmm. this is a weird a weird a weird uh, comparison here, but to run option football correctly, right? You have the ability you have to have a, a patient runner who's willing to draw in the defense before you make that pass. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's you you almost have to be willing to sacrifice yourself mm-hmm. to the very last minute and then make the pitch, right? And just like in 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 our build up play, what you don't see is that patience and that ability to, to let let defenders draw to you to open up space, right? Yeah. Except for Carlos Vela, right? Like we, I would, we, I would say Cropo is the other one. Oh yeah, I mean that. Yeah. that yeah, you're right. There, were, there was that play where he he kind of pulls in. I think it was um, Alvarez. Yeah. Out of position, and then kind of dummies him one way, and it comes completely back the other direction, and then it the now they're out yeah. of their shape, mm-hmm. right? And Vela does this often. Part of it is because his balance is so good, and his ability to keep the ball in tight spaces is is second to none, really. And yeah. again, I, I, he may be one of the best in the world at doing this, let alone Major League Soccer, mm-hmm. right? At, at just keeping the ball and, and riding tackles and those things. But what what you don't see from a lot of the guys, and especially Cheeky on the left hand side, right, is 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 this willingness to allow is to pull the defense out of the position before you make the pass that's within your 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 philosophy mm-hmm. right it's like you know like i said acosta did it in the second half a little bit more k yeah. k was the 
in the past over the last couple of years was the primary culprit when it came to not doing this. Yes. Just right? firing balls just, when they didn't need to be fired. Right. And Latif is probably the, the, the extreme of that where he waits until it's too late to make that yeah. pass, which yeah. is also in those, in, in, in these galaxy games, it's actually probably does him, does him some good, right? Because he's because, always dangerous against the galaxy. Right. And for I think as, a lot of it as is much as we point out flaws mm-hmm. in his in his game, he's always dangerous against Galaxy as long as he's not trying to dribble out of pressure from Christian Pavone and giving up a goal. For sure. I mean, but I think the reason being, right, is because Latif again, if if K is way too early, Latif is extremely late. And yeah. what that does is it pulls people out of position. Now you have that space to operate. So when Sifu's in there, you don't get that build up because Sifu's not letting the game come to him before right playing that you know playing the next pass yeah and right? so that's it this is a great point and i want to i want to underscore this a little bit so sifu doesn't do it well at all right he will shoot from 40 when there's open passes he will dribble nonsensically like he'll he's just kind of a mess a lot of the time and when you look when you look at a midfielder who actually does this really well, one right now, it's Sergio Busquets, right? And what Sergio Busquets does so well is evade pressure, right? He, of course, he reads the game brilliantly. He plays the ball brilliantly. But his probably most underrated quality is his ability to spin away from pressure. And this is something that Atuesta did too, right? Um, spin away from pressure, take a touch here, a touch there to get himself out of trouble and then play a pass. But when playing through an opposing defense, you have to do that. You have to beat a man or two along the way so that the next level of pressure steps up to you and you can slip somebody in behind. Um, but who, who did that tonight? Who does that consistently? Like you said, it's Vela. Right yeah. and and Kripo sometimes and I think and I think Ilya does it at times right the problem with, yeah with Ilya right is that again his he's not he's not Atuesta so he's not going to be a guy that drives the ball forward I think because because of what I think his what he realizes his his own limitation right he's he's going to be a guy that can see that pressure initially in the buildup make that initial pass but has to rely on on his eights right to now advance the ball forward because again he's going to he needs to put himself in a better defensive position and i think Trundle wants him to be wants him to do that like i don't think they're asking him to be you know like what what atuesta was right where it's like spin away from pressure and then drive the ball 15 yards forward then find the next guy yeah yeah right yeah. like you know i think that's 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 where you miss atuesta a little bit mm-hmm. but again our eights have to be able to do that and do that effectively. And I think the problem is again, when, when in, in our buildup, right? It's like when you see, you know, say Ilya is the easier for, and it's generally our first pass, right? From, from defense, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's a ball either played from the fullbacks or the center backs to Ilya, who's going to make that turn and play the next ball. Right. So what you're expecting is for a combination of the fullback and then that eight. Right, is the next level that you need to draw in. Well, do you, what again? I think we're going to be really hard on Cheeky here. Is I don't see, you know, even you don't see him being patient enough to wait. 
right? Or yeah. or come back to it, right? Like he's already taking off down the line before before a cost to get there. So now your your outlet is limited to one pass. Right. Right. Or or your or your forward line has to drop so far deep because now you vacated that space. So often what you'll see is like Cheeky kind of just floats along the outside part, and then now, next thing you know, like whether, whether it was Tajiri Shradi, Vela, or or you know, or Apogu when they're there, those moments having to come all the way back to combine with Acosta, mm-hmm. right? Like those guys, you know, like again, going back to my Liverpool references, right? When was the last time you really have to see Mane or or Salah drop that deep in, into yeah. into a help yeah. build up? And that's with yep. a with an, a midfield that's not entirely you know the most creative bunch and you know like we don't have Kevin De Bruyne back there, I mean Thiago is pretty spectacular, but yeah, you know like at the same time like I said like you you see them you know again to watch it for those who are going to wake up tomorrow to watch this you know the basically the the Premier League be decided tomorrow watch how these how they build up to the midfield like there's yeah. a patience between the fullback and the midfield that we that we do, that we're missing at LAFC at the moment and this is like such an american way of playing the game right as soon as i get on the ball i got to go to goal it has to be a forward but everything has to be towards goal right and i just man i don't understand the over reliance on direct play like that it's it doesn't, FIFA it doesn't easy make, mode <laughs> it's like literally Shout out like, to Mike Beats for for calling out Raheem Edwards on on playing that way. Right? But I mean it, it it does feel like that at times where it's like it's 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 FIFA on a mode where you're you're taking a guy and you're driving 60 yards before you make a play. Yeah. Right? But it's it's really bizarre to me the idea that a 6 and a fullback and a center back don't just control the ball more. Like what why don't you just hold on to the ball? Like it, it's it's mind blo- it's mind boggling to me. And then you know you create a handful of chances by smashing the ball forward, and you know getting a striker or a winger in a decent spot and generating 0.4 xg and being like, well, we generated 2.5 xg in this one, so I don't know what everybody's complaining about. Like okay, but these chances, I I can't think. I mean, other than the Vela chance that comes off of a Poku counter-pressing, I don't really know what good chances this team had in this one, which is kind of crazy considering that that the ball hit the back of the net three times. You have a you have a, a clean header off a set piece that's whistled offside. You have uh, Chicho coming in on kind of a sloppy, uh, on a sloppy play to, to clean up, which is good. And it was awesome to see Raheem Edwards switch off for a different team and not our team this time. And then you have the complete cluster that Latif gets on the end of and scores and then is whistled. And we'll get to we'll get to whether or not that's offside. But yeah, I, are, am I missing any other clear cut chances than that, Josh? I mean, you had the Vela offside ones, right? Where yeah, he's, he's offside a lot, and we kind of yeah. talked about we kind of talked about him. I, I I think that's a product of him playing at the nine, and he just doesn't quite understand the timing all that well. But. Yeah, or or he's expecting his guys to release the ball way sooner than they are. Yeah. I think that may be. Yeah, too, that's right? that's fair. Like, that's fair. Like, is it is it a matter of some of these, you know, like cheeky not playing a ball when it's Chicken supposed or to the egg? Yeah, yeah, 
you know, like either way, like everyone looks bad because it didn't come off. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, either way, not great. Um, and again, yeah, I'm, I'm really surprised to see that many like expected goals for, for LAFC because I didn't feel like there was much of anything clear cut. Um, so let's talk about the goal that wasn't a goal that broke everybody's hearts. Um, and that was just so difficult to see wiped off, wiped off the scoreboard. Uh, I don't remember how the sequence evolves, but Vela gets on the end of the, gets on the ball. He's kind of like midway into the penalty area and he's got Latif and he's got, uh, and he's got Mamadou fall on the back post. He plays in a pass. Mamadou fall is offside when this ball is played. It goes through Latif's legs, kind of flex off Latif in the back, hits him in the back, and then off of I think it's Depew as mm-hmm. well. Falls somewhere in the box. Mamadou Fall comes back to it from his offside position, and I think takes a swing at it, and it deflects again and falls to Latif Blessing, who puts it in the back of the net. And we all think, hey, this is it. They've drawn. There's only one minute left. This is great. Vicky Block is silent. 3252 is going nuts. My kids are going nuts. Everybody's going nuts, right? And then it takes forever for the restart. And the more that this goes on and on, the more I think, oh, this <laughs> this cannot be good. And Pensos is sitting there with his hand on his ear, clearly listening into some conversation from the VAR. He goes to the monitor and whistles it uh, as a, as as offside. Now, this is it's a really tedious rule. So fall is offside, and there is a deflection from a defender. But the problem is that the rules don't read that it's a that that a deflection clears the offside. It does that doesn't play him offside. The defender has to make a deliberate play on the ball. And even then, if that deliberate play is considered a save, like a goal line save, even from a field player not using his hands, then it's considered offside still. Um, And I don't know that you can call that a deliberate play on the ball. I I just really don't. I, I wish that you could, or I wish that it was at least enough gray area that they, that the VAR says, Hey, there's nothing clear and obvious about him not making a deliberate play on this ball. So you, there's nothing to review. But me watching it, it looks offside to me. And I've realized how devastating that is. I was devastated. But I just don't, I don't know any other way around this. Yeah, I mean, again, I think... In those moments, it's hard for it's it's hard for me to accept like a ref inserting himself there. Where yeah, yeah, like I just don't know. Like, hundred percent. Just tell me it's clear. Like if if you show me clear and obvious, then I'm okay with it. But I just yeah. don't like if you like. Let's put it this way: if they had whistled it offsides from the beginning, then I see it come. You know, like you don't. You know, then like you're not reviewing that any. You're not reviewing that either. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of thing. It's like you know, like that that first, um, the first Vela was it Vela? 
on his header on that goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. So, same thing because you know, like you have to, you know, like kind of in the same situation because it goes, it's it's the AR flags it beforehand. It doesn't go to review as you know, and right. then again, and when you you see he's probably held onside by an arm, right? And so then you're like, okay, well, this it's not clear and obvious that there was a mistake there. I feel the exact same way about that that last one, right? Where it's like, if if it doesn't get flagged in real time, I don't know how you can overturn that one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, because you, and I mean, that's where the position of a fall is clearly offside. Mm-hmm. Got so it. Just so it's dependent on the. It's yes, it's dependent on whether or not Depew or whichever defender it is deliberately plays that ball. And that is a huge gray area. So like you said, it is uh, it is one of those moments where you do feel like the ref is inserting himself a bit um, and getting caught up in the emotion of that game. Uh, because I don't, I don't know how he goes to the booth and says, yes, clearly this goal needs to be overturned. Like it is clear and obvious that Depew isn't doing anything to to play that ball deliberately, but again, watching in slow mo, you can see how letter of the law it fits. Yeah, um, but it's like I said. But then you're 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 saying that it's clear and obvious that he did not make the you know like you're you're judging intent as clear and obvious. And then again, I think that's that's where there is that gray line, right? Like I don't yeah. know if you can go to you can go to review trying to judge someone's intent in a particular situation. Right. Right. That's, I don't know how it's exactly, I don't know how video helps you understand the intent of the player any more than just watching the play. Mm-hmm. Right. That So that's, that's where there's a legitimate gripe. But again, assuming if you, if you just make that one assumption, which I think is actually pretty safe that it's not a deliberate play because it doesn't, it, doesn't look like that to me then he's offside and it's it's brutal and uh uh i got a bit of hate on twitter for tweeting out that look it's it's not about the call this team did not play well today i I, you need you need your center back making offside runs to generate any sort of danger in this match and that's just it's just not good enough yeah, you it's can't. Not good enough. You can't. What is it? You, you, it's the it's the Dana White saying of you can't. You can never leave it up to the hands of the officials. Yeah, yeah, right. Like you know, like and I think like you have you have to end it and never leave it. Leave any doubt, right? If you yep. really want to, if you really want to ensure it, especially away, right? Yeah. Assume assume that you're going to be playing a man. You know, you're playing with one hand tied behind your back. Assume that you're going to be playing, you know, a goal down when you go into someone's place yeah. already, right? Um, and not leave it up to to these, you know, not leave it up to the judgment call, you know, of a flawed of a flawed individual, right? Yeah. To, to win to win or lose you a game, you know. By again, the way, did you see there were LAFC supporters tweeting out contact information for Chris Pensos? No, I didn't. That 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 again, is insanity. Yeah, that is insanity. Like, what? Come what on, we, guys. What are we doing? Right in Come the words on, of Taylor Coleman, what are we doing? 
um, you know, again, be be mad, you know, tweet tweet angrily at at pro, you know, the pro referees, whatever you want to do. Yeah, yeah. But again, there there's a line that that should never be crossed. Yeah. You know, again and again for whatever reason, you know, again we you sh- a rivalry game should never be an excuse to act like an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Um so anyway, uh another disappointing result against Galaxy and it seems like they just continue to come and at some point this team has got to figure this one out because they can do everything right. They can do everything right and they're still going to drop these games to to Galaxy. And I I mean go back to go back to the 2019 season, right? Not, we didn't we didn't win those games either. I think I think Galaxy won at the bank in that season, did they? Didn't they? I feel yes. like they did. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got they've got to figure this one out because nobody nobody's going to be jumping ship. But man, the the nut like the support that LAFC got from the thirty two fifty two and the way that this rivalry has played out when they don't play. LAFC and the and the fans deserve better than continually just getting into these messy, messy games where Galaxy always comes out on top. Like that's that's insane to me that it keeps going this way because Galaxy don't do a whole lot right, right? But they do chaos really well. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's what they do well is they have they have enough star power on their team that they can handle the chaos. And man, I really wanted to see Raheem Edwards lose. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, him like jawing at Mario the entire time, like he did all year last year after consistent, I like after constantly just coughing up the ball to every single defender that he ever saw on, on the field. Man, I just, I really wanted to see him lose. Yeah. But, you know, and again, I think it's, it's a, this weird situation, right? Where it's like, you know, again, when we look at the, the totality of the entire season right this is this is a learning moment right from which they can definitely grow from right and a minor a minor result yeah absolutely right it's like we we know like we've we've won the supporter shield and been doubly disappointed with the with the results after that that soon followed after that right um but i think when you look at i think the biggest the biggest thing is again how does this team adjust how does it this team before because I think that was the biggest criticism of Bob, right? It was that regardless of what was happening on the field, there were, there was always this like the football will prevail mentality. Yep. Yeah. Right? Like if you yep. just play good football, it doesn't really matter. Whereas again, like I, I don't think that he was wrong in the sense that the system in itself, like what they're doing from a system perspective was, was any, you know, or a philosophy perspective, I think they're they're right on track, right? It's a philosophy that's that we enjoy to watch that we we enjoy yeah. to watch. It's something that's drawn us both in to this team. Mm-hmm. The question is how do you adjust within your philosophy to understand what what yes what things you're not doing well? And again, that it's something that didn't never seem to get addressed. Um again, maybe you know, sometimes it's for different reasons, right? Like I think we put a lot of blame on the front office in in over the last couple of years 
given given some of the guys that they brought in to try and fix well, I mean, those things. To be fair, though, the front office is who is setting the the game model as well. Like that's for sure. that's been established over this coaching change. So right, but I will yeah. say that, like I said, at least at this at this moment, like you know, if Cheeky didn't play well, who did Bob really have to turn to behind him? Yeah, yeah. Right, mm-hmm. like he didn't. There wasn't anyone there here. We we know Cheeky's playing for his job because Holland. If if Escobar's healthy, then that's probably your back line. We know that if Mario continues to have these boneheaded moments, Daniel Henry, Ibiaga, whoever it may be, you know, Segura when he's healthy. Yeah, are, Segura can't are, get healthy fast enough, man. Right, like those guys are are ready and 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 available to you know for their opportunities. Right, because yeah. they're professionals and want their opportunity to shine. That's why they came to LAFC was to mm-hmm. was to play a different way and play a better way. And so, again, you know, again, it's unfortunate that this is where we're at. But you're going to see some of these guys either either win or lose, you know, lose their lose their jobs, right? Yeah. And I, you know, again, I think you saw a little bit of that from Moon, even though I think in 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 the in the short amount of time that Moon featured, he actually looked halfway decent, right? But if yeah. if some of these things, these principles of play aren't, you know, if you're not figuring it out this this amount of time in, right? If you're cheeky, you're you're still not figuring out how to play, you know, how to connect it all in the attack. That's a problem, right? Yeah. This this you know a couple of years in, same thing with Murray. If you're still making boneheaded mistakes, a couple of years a couple of years in, like I don't care who's playing next to you. Right, like you're, st- we're, yeah. we're still gonna lose stupid games that we sh- and drop stupid points that we didn't need to. Yeah, you know it's interesting that you bring so looking at Cheeky and and Sifu who really uneven performing performances for LAFC, right? Um, Janela Rodriguez, that U twenty South American signing window that everybody was just like so pumped and like even. Even state media for the league was out there pumping it up, right? Man, that window looks worse and worse <laughs> with every passing game, honestly. Um, and I like I'm not saying it's over for them, but that's got to be they got to figure something out there. Well, and it hasn't been limited to just LAFC, right? Like South American signings across the league have just not been all that spectacular in their outcomes. As of late, I mean, what's the kid yeah, from I mean, with the was with Kansas City that was on the field for about six minutes before they before they basically said, "Now we've we've seen enough," right? Yeah, so I don't I mean, again. I, I I don't I don't know what the Seattle hit on their South Americans, so <laughs> they also went with veterans. So, Joao Paulo, Nico Ladero, Raul Ruiz. Joao Paulo is a guy that I would love to see in a, in a possession style system because he just seems to be in the right places at the right time. And especially in build up. Yeah. Yeah. Josh, I do have a question for you though. After, mm-hmm. before we get into listener questions, after seeing games with Hollings head at right back and forcing Diego Palacios onto the field, who would, I mean, that's honestly one of the biggest problems for me of what's going on right now is Hollings head out of position because Escobar's out, and that leaves Palacios on the field. When Segura comes back, are you playing him or Murillo at right back if Escobar still can't go? I assume this is not going to happen, but... 
Yeah, I mean, so it's probably worst case scenario because you have what? It's April, so you have another two months before the window opens again, and you can and you can probably make another another run at at finding a. a suitable I don't think they replacement. do. I don't think they do. I really don't you, think they're going to. You think they'll go with either Mario or or someone there? I mean, that's that's what they've been doing this entire time, Josh. Like even Tristan Blackman, they didn't want him playing right back. They wanted playing. They wanted him playing center back. So I just i I want to believe that they'll go out and just get a suitable right back backup. Like go get somebody and pay him a hundred fifty grand a year and and be done with this nonsense but man i i i don't know they they love these hybrid guys that play multiple positions yeah i mean again the problem is it's not like sifu's covering himself in glory so you can't automatically say okay we're going to move latif back there because latif has right. been more more effective than sifu right now in terms of in in possession yeah both those guys are so streaky it's like latif comes latif looked bad for a couple of games, right? And then he comes yeah. in, then Sifu looks bad and Latif comes in. It's like, oh, okay. Well, let's give Latif a, hand, uh, a shot, right? Well, I mean, so, part man, of that, we were, I, our criticism was that those two can't play together, right? Because they're there. Yeah, yeah, you need a Costa there. You need right? a Costa there. So I think so. with a Costa there, it, it does change because I think a Costa will, will do some of the, you know, again, he's Mark Anthony K plus, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like he gives you he he's he gives you the exact same thing plus more, right? And I think you can with Latif there. I think you know I'm I'm okay with what you get there. Again, you're not going to yeah, get yeah, yeah. a ton of creation, but I will say that in when it comes to the things that we're talking about and how how we need to play in possession, Latif will combine much better, right? Than 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 Sifu is at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm going to revisit this one. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you answer this. Escobar, for whatever reason, does, can't come back, even though he's available. He, he to me, it's it's shocking that he didn't see the field today, but he can't come back for another month. Segura's healthy; he's starting, or Escobar goes down with another injury. Segura or Murillo out at right back? Or are you still doing this Hollingshead experiment, or do you just play Costa there and go with? The midfield that we don't like. I mean, from a from a from a from a stability standpoint, I think you go Mario. That's right? that's, Mar- who I'm, that's who I'm throwing right? out there. because yeah. Mario has like I will like we're I think we were talking about this um, earlier in in the stream was that Mario's recovery speed gives gives you a lot there, right? And if you're yeah. just if you're asking him to pinch in and then combine every now and then, because I think that's likely what you're going to see more, you know. Out of a four three three, you're not going to see him overlap a ton, right? It'd be more, you know. And, and again, he's been okay in attack, right? We've seen him play, yeah. you know, like this center forward, center forward, you know, towards the end of the game, streaking down the field. So again, he's not. He has the athleticism to do it, right? I don't know what his service is going to be like. He's decent enough, right? I mean, maybe he's about similar to what you would get from Tristan Blackman out there. He can hit a decent diagonal, at least. Yeah. So, so like, if he, if he's out on the right, if he's out like. At the, at the right, like the on the halfway line on the right side, like he can he can switch play for you just fine. Again, yeah. I don't know I mean, what his crosses look like, but but if you're gonna tell me you're gonna play, you know, again in 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 a worst case scenario, play Mario, and then fall in Segura, and Hollingshead, 
I'm I'm not mad at I'm it. Good. I'm good. Right? Like I, I'm happier with that than what I saw today. Let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah. Right. Because it gets cheeky off the field and it gets Hollingshead in his natural position. Right. I yeah. think that's that's those are that's probably the, the biggest thing that's holding us back right now is the inability yep. to combine along the left side of the field and then not having a true right back who can you know again who's who's a strong footed right back. Right. Okay. Let's get into these questions, huh? Uh, first one is from D at Daniness. Clearly robbed, not Dolo's fault. Chicho could have been brought in sooner. Moose should have come in for Tajuri Shradi late, late in the game, awaiting that third DP. Um, yeah, we kind of already went over whether how we feel about that offside call. Um, do I think it's inappropriate for ref to insert himself that much? Yes. Do I think it's clearly robbed? Not exactly. Uh, I think I think Chirondolo could have made subs earlier. Like you said, Chicho could have come in earlier. We, You and I talked about subbing for fullbacks earlier, uh, but I, I, even though Escobar's not available, or he, that he was available, it seems like he actually wasn't. And I, I don't need to see Danny Wusowski in this game at all. You? No. No. Yeah, like I said, I think I, I would have hoped I think the only thing is you would have hoped that Escobar would have been like if we could have brought in Escobar and Chicho in the 60th. Yep. I think, I think it looks different. Yep. And obviously things change because Rodriguez, I mean, you're not, you're expecting Rodriguez to have been able to play at the full 90. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That he's the guy that you would expect to go 90. Velo went the full 90, which is a good sign. I will say like positive note, Velo played 90 minutes. That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't seen it in a while. And I mean, looked fine doing yeah. it. And engaged. All right. Yep. Tom Camilleri. That's one thing about him that, you know, playing playing the false night, even though you said, like, he keeps coming back. At one point, I saw him at left back <laughs> trying to get on the ball. Um, he is engaged. There's plenty to do. He's doing his. He's doing that false nine job of pulling, to, like, center backs out of position when he gets on the ball. Uh, it's just a matter of who he's feeding in behind. All right. Or Tom Camilleri. with anyone. Yeah. Yeah. At BroncoFan07. I don't have much to add after the chat on the live stream, but today was a day where fall showed his age and LAFC looked like a team that has a lot of new players that appear to still be learning how to play together. What odds do you give Vela playing in the home leg in July? Oof. Josh, I don't think it's good. Yeah. You think I don't think out? it's good, man. I don't know. I... Tom Bogert says it's imminent, but oof. I just... The longer time goes on, the less I the less I think he's staying. I don't know. I think I think you I think this is to me the best option is a one and one with a player option. Not a team option. Yeah. A player yeah. option. Because I think you 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 do need to reward him for being for playing well and being available. Right. Yeah. Like in through the yeah. beginning part of the season, he has been playing well. Right. And you need him more than he needs you at in this particular moment if you want to make a run. Yeah. Right, so it's like a, it's a six. It's the, the contract is a six month and a one year and a one year player option. Yeah, I think that 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 so is you basically the, you basically push his move, his option to move out until December until until December January. and it and it's up yeah. and it, it's up to him to stay or go at that moment. You right. Know, so, haven't from a player standpoint, 
if you're free after the World Cup when that whole uh, shuffle takes place, like that's a pretty good spot to be at mm-hmm. where you can say, you know what, I'll pick up my player option or I'll go sign for Real Betis. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, like Some, if somewhere if you have Spain. the op, if you know, like I said, if the call comes, you have the option to go, or you can stay if yeah, you know yeah. you you decide you like it in LA, right? So you know, I think I think like I said it 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 serves everyone's needs in that particular moment, right? It doesn't yeah. it keeps it keeps your squad together and it doesn't tear you apart in a weird moment, you know. But at the same time, you know, again, your your Vela feels like he's still in control. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Somber Amarath, it is a Jose Mourinho gift, so you know it's gold. Uh, uh, the words are kind of bleary, uh, blurry. Uh, I prefer not to speak. If I speak, I'm in big trouble. Fair, man. <laughs> Fair. Uh, Joe323 at Joe3252. The mentality was not there the first 30 minutes until Vela tried to score goals. Our players started dripping like flies dropping like flies once second half kicked off the attack was amazing just a shame we had two extra players we could have used and didn't throw the kitchen sink yeah i mean i i was calling for subs at the half i wanted the fullback subs at the half that way you still have two more subs and two more windows to mess with and you you know, you can kind of feel the game out a little bit better. So I wanted to see Escobar for Palacios move Hollingshead back to where he belongs. Yeah, um, I think the the thing that kills me that kills you there is is Rodriguez coming off right because I yeah, think your your move at the end of the game there to you know if you're chasing a goal is to bring Tajiri Shradi in in those moments, you know, not to have to go yeah. down the, down the list and bring in Moose or whoever it may be there. Yeah, right? well, was, and that's and the thing is like you can bring Tajiri Shradi in for Sifu, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't have to be. And then now you have Rodriguez, Opoku, or Rodriguez, Chicho, Vela, you know, Tijeri Shradi. You're, you're playing a front four chasing a goal yes. that with Tijeri Shradi yes. in the midfield um, and a double pivot or something like that, right? Like, I yep. think yep. my guess is that was the initial plan. Again, and given what we've seen from them, it's it's to wear you down and wear teams down in transition for the first 60 minutes and then come on and then kill you with depth at the end. It right. really is just Burhalter ball, isn't it? Yep. Win on set pieces, wear them down, steal a goal. Yeah, for the oh most part. God. <laughs> and you even have Kellen Acosta in there too. To orchestrate it all. Playing Kellen Acosta out of position. I need I need a meme. Uh I, I, like the uh what is it? The the two arms. It looks like they're arm wrestling, but they're really like <laughs> High fiving or something, right? Yeah. And one is Chirondolo, one is one is Greg Verhalter, and the the issue they agree on is playing Acosta out of position. All right. Uh, donuts at Steely Zidane. Two blemishes on our record involved us sending in forty two crosses versus versus Portland. <laughs> that number still amazes me. And thirty four versus Galaxy. Only four accurate crosses tonight. LAFC needs to do a better job of dictating their style of play instead of adjusting to whatever the opponent allows them to do this is great i mean this is essentially what we've been saying right oh galaxy says here take the ball and what do you do you say no we want to play in transition we don't want the ball <laughs> so we're just <laughs> so like i i agree if they say take the ball then you say fine we're gonna pull you apart but 
Man. But instead, you're in this weird game of chicken to, to see who, who wants it less. 76 crosses between the Those Portland two games. Yeah. and the Galaxy. And again, game. again, Portland, you're... <laughs> I mean, the Galaxy at least try to play a little bit of football. <laughs> you know, like... It's 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 a little it's a little less per, you know like if they were gonna bunker yeah. in like it's a little less it's a little less anti football, um, you know like you know basically yeah what's yeah. it called the is is Portland the Atletico Madrid of MLS, you know, <laughs> playing six across the back line against yeah Mets. I mean because that's what they do, <laughs> you know you know yeah, so again yeah. I I can understand it a little bit more against for Portland because I can like. They're they're stuck. They're gonna get. They're in. They're locked in that that block from the beginning. Whereas the galaxy should have should you should have been able to play through the middle and just didn't because of the inability yeah. to connect. Yeah. Uh, I need to point out one more time: seventy six crosses between those two matches, and two goals to show for it. Seventy six crosses. What is that? Yikes. All right, Josh. Uh you want to explain the 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 live stream idea and and when we might do it again? Yeah, so I mean obviously we're trying to figure this out like um had a couple of snafus with Twitch and coming these couple of these things but we're trying to figure out if there's anyone that that does know how to get this all together where you could do like a interview like a what is it Manning cast style uh um style approach to the game where we could grow you know where we're, we're watching it with a live stream um let us know and let us know um in you know slide into the dms and let us know if you can help us out figure that out but that's kind of like we're looking to do especially for some of these bigger games where kirk and i are both able to kind of sit down we can you know it was fun today getting in there in our little google meet session with with some of our listeners being able to just kind of talk through what we're seeing you know regularly and then kind of shoot some things back and forth um before the pod too so yeah it was really mm-hmm. great um like i said enjoy doing it today hope to do it again um like i said likely and well it'll likely be for some of these bigger higher profile matches where we you know where where, where there's more build up to it uh for sure but again um uh, like i said if there's anyone who can help us out with that too we'd really appreciate it as well yeah in the meantime, you can follow us at counterpress underscore me at Kirk Kinsey Josh. LAFC Josh. All right. We will talk to you all next time after the next match. Good night. <laughs>